and welcome to The League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. My name is Mark. Sorry, that was my phone. <laughs> and today we're talking about the exemplar of Demacia, Jarvan IV, who was released March 1st, 2011. 2011? Fun fact about Jarvan, mm-hmm. he was the first champion released after I started playing League. No shit. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. This was right after Benson introduced me to the game. Yeah. <laughs> fucked you. That's fucked cute. you up right then and there. <laughs> Ruined <laughs> and the rest of your life. And then my life went downhill. <laughs> Every day worse than the last one. <laughs> Damn. <so> dark. <laughs> it's been a rough world for NA in a year. Let's just say that. <laughs> and it's all League of Legends' fault. Uh, so Jarvan surprisingly has very little linked on the universe page. There's a bio and a short story. I guess it is like the beginning of a short story, <laughs> kind of. Um, and then that's it. John did send us another story to read. Uh, so we'll talk about that. And then I think he has a, I'll say, butt ton of AUs. That's, is that accurate? That's probably, oh, really? that's probably accurate. I'm just guessing based well, on his skins. It's got a bunch, but I feel like he also has a bunch of old lore. Oh, was say, or, that's right. He, uh, who? All right. I can't wait. There. Yeah. I read through all that old lore. So if you did want to offload any of that, I I, I can handle some of it. All I don't of know it. Uh, I read through all the JOJ articles and oh, shit. Ooh. At least that mentioned him. He's in. He's in almost all of them. I skimmed <laughs> things that didn't explicitly mention him, but I remember a lot. I, I was paying attention to the lore a lot at that time too. I knew all about the crystal scar and like why it existed and all that bullshit. But <laughs> well, I'm excited old. to get to the old lore but i guess first we'll talk about who jarvan is today in the world of league of legends I'll although we this. we did He's more likable yeah yeah and that's saying a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's okay but yeah do we want to do the? i can't tell who's go ahead i was gonna say do we want to do the impressions before we hell yeah oh, fuck me i, forgot I always this. put two quotes here because you always forget so i i save one for you well, that's you nice. can just choose one and assume what he says. For the king! That's all the one I know. Wow, Does he say not, that? It's not what he. I know. Even one of the ones I <laughs> he doesn't wrote say down. for the I did king. All this preparation for. But you. I don't know how to say one of those. I don't even know what he sounds like. Does he just <laughs> sound like a man, like a he man does. king? He's man? like uh, for he my father, like the king. Does Does Garen say for the king? I fucked that up. They're the same they person in my head, both do. basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they both have equally large pauldrons in different ways. Yeah. Ew. All right, somebody else do an impression. By my will, this will be finished. Or whatever it is okay, that he says. Okay. Sunder any army. Crumble any mountain. Leap the great... Ow, 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 my toesies. <laughs> what? That's actually delightful. What yeah. is that from? That's just his, uh, his joke. His joke, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, now I'm looking up his jokes. Mm-hmm. Sunder any army. <gasps> crumble any mountain. Leap the gr- oh, 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 my toesies. <laughs> oh, I almost kind of like him. Yeah, almost. He's fine. Uh, he says, like, generic war man quotes is what it sounds like to me. But Yeah. Well, he's, you know, he's 2011, and he's not gotten anything new, so he's got a very limited yeah, feel, that's unfortunately. True. That's true. And I think they really, like, I- I'm going to guess his old lore is also really tied to Garen. Garen came out way before him, right? He was oh, an yeah. original, right? Oh, yeah, they brought it up. Always, uh, yeah, they, they were always real close. Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming they like always. I don't know, kind of created him in line with Garen. Yeah, who's also not thrilling. Charm was like a more boring Garen, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> he 
kind of is. You know that's a fucking problem. I was thinking at first that Jarvin was more interesting, and then I went through everything, and I really like stewed in it, and I was like, no, he's not. He's really not. Imagine Garen, but if he had the privilege of, uh, you know, being, I guess not a ability because Garen, but yeah, like being a prince. Yeah. yeah. Take take all the uh, challenge out of Garen's life, and you've got Jarvin. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, we'll, we'll see it as we go through this crap, but I think that he suffers from <laughs> the same problem as Garen <laughs> in that he doesn't star in his own stories. Right? Yeah. He's got, we should do the bio because the bio is really long. That's the other thing that okay. really stuck out to me. Yes. Because um, they really have to delve into a bunch of shit that I feel like we already knew, but that's okay. Uh, so Jarvin's father, Jarvin the third. Uh, married his wife for political reasons mainly and ch- died during childbirth and Jarvin III swore to never marry again and put all the pressure of the throne on his young child. So Jarvin was raised with like a lot of protection but also like a lot of pressure on like hey you're the only heir to the throne don't fuck this don't up. Don't fuck it up. Don't die. <laughs> yes. Uh, they also mentioned that this is where we became friends with Garen. Uh, they were close in age around this time. Uh, even though Jarvin's the only heir to the throne, he's still named general and sent out to war for some reason. You'd think he'd be a little bit more protected, but that's okay. He was pretty <laughs> determined to crush Noxus and was doing a good, uh, pretty good job until he went against the lieutenant's wishes to fight in the Noxian territory. Noxian territory? They did bad. <laughs> they didn't <laughs> do so good. They didn't do great. They did not do great. Jarvin and some soldiers fled into the forest, but Jarvin was wounded and collapsed where he would have died if he wasn't found by Shavana, the most interesting thing about Jarvin. <laughs> so she carried him back to Demacia, but was also fighting her own battle with some elemental dragon, Eva? That sounds good. Eva. Yeah, looks good. Her mommy. Checks out. Oh, that's her mom? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> they don't say that in the bio. It comes no. up in her bio. I think, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, wanting to repay the debt he owes Shivana Jarvin uh, with the help of some Demacian soldiers helps Shivana defeat Eva. It's YVVA. The extra V is fucking me up. <laughs> the way that you're saying it every time, though, just sounds like Wally. I know. <laughs> Eva. <laughs> so they return to Demacia with some mixed feelings about Shivana's presence. We never really know what happened to her after this. We know she wasn't there when, like, the Mage Seekers. Or not the Mage Seekers, the um Oh the Herald. The, the Mage Rebellion. Yeah. But oh, that's, Mage Rebellion. Yeah, that's right, right. So that's kind of what happens next. They describe that the Mage Seeker Order has been imprisoning all the mages in Demacia until they rightfully rebelled, broke free, and Jarvin the Third is killed here. Jarvin the Fourth is not technically the king now. He's like putting that shit on hold, I guess. There is no king, sure. I think they're like elected. Yeah, oh. like I think the council yeah. didn't think he was ready. Oh, okay. But he is yeah. like still taking advice from the council, including Garen's aunt, uh, High Marshal Tiana Crownguard, which I think is very interesting that they mention her and this specifically by name at the very end. <laughs> which we kind of had some sus feelings about her and Garen's lore, I think. Mm. Yeah, she's well. Yeah, yeah. I'm less sus about her. Really? I'm. I'm having trouble I'm more figuring sus out what she's I mean, to. she's like. Yeah. <laughs> she's kind of. She's kind of a dick, but like. She's she's fighting pretty hard against the mage seekers, at least. Okay. 
in in as much as a noble family can, given that her husband is the head of the mage seekers. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a stink about her, right? It's weird. It's weird. We we'll, we should talk about like we should talk about it after we do the aftermath story too, because she shows yes. up kind of at the end there. And I guess something mm-hmm. also to, to point out is that uh, growing up, Jarvin was like trained and raised also by Xin Zhao. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So like they have a relationship there. Um, yeah. And he's but got interactions with some her. Of those stories too that Tiana was the old. Garen basically she she had Garen's position um mm-hmm. back in the day I knew that I thought she also kind of had the original sort of like main bodyguard type position that because there's a lot of tension between her and, and Xin Zhao I'll just say now right yeah from that aftermath story which we'll talk about I guess um <laughs> sorry it's it's the only interesting thing about Jarvan <laughs> sorry is like that in, Sh- in Shivana I read the other Sin Jiao story, actually, because the aftermath got me on a Sin Jiao kick that I was interested <laughs> in, and I definitely understand the tension between him and Tiana now. Okay. Yeah, that's actually what I was thinking of. I forgot I went and read it, too. I liked that story. It was good. Yeah. Um, We're not getting to him for a while, so. But Jarvin's in that story, so, you know. L- yeah, like, barely. as a little baby. Anyway. <laughs> Still so this is a long-ass bio, right? This yeah. thing's like... Over a thousand words, which is pretty long. It's like thirteen Heimers, man. It's a lot of um, Heimers. <laughs> but at the same time, it feels like it meanders and like why? Why it tells us about his dad's like political marriage doesn't really make sense to me. It doesn't seem to mm-hmm. inform the character. We get told all these things that I think the biggest thing is that we are told about all these things that have happened to Jarvin that would be really formative, and they're not shown anywhere else. Like there's nothing written about the battle with Eva at Renwall, as far as I can tell, right? It's just here yeah. in, in like Shivana's bio, and it's like that's a that's a novella right there, right? Yeah, I I remember. Uh, so I was reading like the beginning of the bio, and I thought it was really interesting the way his dad said he was never going to have any more children because I thought like, wow, what an interesting way to morph a character to have like so much pressure on him and like so much protection. I I was imagining him like surrounded by guards constantly to make sure that he's always a hundred percent okay, but it it ended up not changing him at all or forming him at all at least in no way that i could really see because it is very little personality i think yeah, that's unless it. it unless it formed him in exactly like a a the opposite a way. reckless yeah which, which it could have been but but at the same time he does seem to care about demacia so like and his father seems to like not really care that he's a reckless soldier yeah 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 yeah, because yeah, he's certainly depicted as like okay. So like to your point about him being named a general, I think it's it. The bio kind of says, "Oh, it's honorary," and he wasn't expected to go out. And mm-hmm. so we can see in his actions, he's kind of like, "No, I'm gonna." You know, he wants to prove himself, right? I yeah. think, but like you said, there's almost there's all these things that we can make guesses as to how like how he is as a character based on his actions, but we've never we never really get anything that goes into his head and lets us start to really know where he's at with all this crap, right? Hmm. Yeah, you know. that's the same Garen problem. Is like, yeah, there's nothing going on up there. <laughs> At least Garen had a story where we literally got into his head for a it little bit. True. Like that was the little saving grace. With Jarvin, we don't have that. I feel yeah. like I don't and know what good story is complete without a good old killing the mother during childbirth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess, guess they don't have they don't have healers there, you know, because they don't have, <laughs> believe in magic. So <laughs> he had he had a really big head, <laughs> a little alien head. I don't know. I think, yeah. He I came think, out like with his helm on. Oh my God, God my vagina. Okay. Stop it. I was going to say, I know it's Halloween, but. Uh, <laughs> 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 but 
but yeah, right. Like, I think obviously they just want to make that relationship between him and his dad really like that's like a really central thing. But we saw that with like Cassiopeia, you can do that, and and you know you can have you can still have other characters, and they can even like do more interesting things, right? Yeah, I, I also didn't feel the relationship between him and his dad really. I don't know. Yeah. I'll say after all this lore that we I read, I really just like his dad. I like J3 a yeah, lot more yeah, after reading yeah. all this stuff. <laughs> can, can this be about Jarvin the Third? Might as well be, man. Interesting. I have so many random notes about the side stories I read. It's like, man, I like Jarvin the, Jarvin the Third way more after this. Yeah. yeah. I think all we knew about him coming into this was the Lux comic that mm-hmm. we read for Garen where, like, you know, I don't really like him after that. It was kind of like... We we very much got the, like the ah uh, cool too little too late buddy the Azir <laughs> bullshit yeah but mm-hmm. yeah I, yeah I feel like in these in the other stories there's there's more there that I like about him now mm-hmm. yeah yeah but uh, for 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 Jarvin I guess the other thing I was gonna say is that I looked through his old lore and looking at his he had a previous version of this bio um, that described a lot more what happened with him and Shivana and I kind of think it's a shame that some of that got lost. Because I feel like oh. it's supposed to be a really big relationship. I was going to say the same so thing about, about his it? old Shivana lore. Oh, really? Oh, really? I accidentally read the old Shivana lore when looking for information about this instead of the newest updated one, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is cool as hell. Why isn't this in Jarvin's thing?" And I was like, "Oh shit, no, this this has been an updated version." And I read the updated version, and I was like, "Oh, come on, they got rid of so much awesome shit. What?" <laughs> yeah, super weird. It's weird. It feels like um like they were like, "Well, we the major rebellion happened, and now we need to add that." So trim up a little bit of this other part. It's like you're already over a thousand words, man. As ears sit at two thousand, <laughs> fuck it, just tag it on, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting, a little bit of, I guess, world building in this one too. Um, I like the the call out that when Jarvin the Second was slain by a Noxian in like Noxian skirmishes in Demacia, that's considered like a huge. Uh, insult that he was slain mm. by an oxygen. It was very, I guess, just an interesting comparison. I imagine that same death would have been considered like a huge honor. Mm-hmm. Noxus, like yeah, sure. slain by like a, a better competitor, like went out dying like a warrior. Noxus is better than Demasi. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's it for the bio. Um, mm. The one short story that is linked on the universe page. I just had to relook up the title because I was looking at this and I'm like, this can't be the title, right? <laughs> but the title is Ivory Ebony Jasper. Sure. Why? Why is this the title? It's just a reference to the yeah. things that the pieces were made of. I on know, the board. but they it's were, just... It, it definitely... Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want so, me to do it? Or, okay, if you got the notes. Yeah, it's so short. Uh, yeah. Jarvin is in a place called Evenmore. Do we know where this is? What this is? I don't know where this place is. It's somewhere on the map, I'm sure. I don't know. Okay. Well, I figure it's on the map. Demacia. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in Demacia. <laughs> it's about to be hit with a swarm of Argoth. Do we know what these are? So no, this they was don't interesting. Ex- yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like this is the first time that we've come across like a creek like the like a monster Mm. that is just known in the world like oh yeah there there are just these monsters that exist and they swarm and we know all about them we've fought them before and now they're just attacking this town like it's a very uh this is kind of like an mmo type thing that i we haven't really explored (laughs) in the lore yet i don't think Yeah, yeah i um i i don't i looked them up and i think they're only mentioned in this story i kind of 
when we hear about them, I feel like they should use them more. They seem to sit at like a nice little like they're a threat and they're something they're a big problem. They can destroy a town, but they're not you know Viego coming to kill the whole world like type problem. Yeah. They're just like a nuisance or kind of a problem, right? And they could work really well. Like think like maybe kind of like Voidlings, but it's more reasonable to have them popping up and it's not like a mm-hmm. world ending thing. I don't know. Yeah, I thought that was like a neat idea. Murlocs or some shit. Yeah, yeah. they kind of they seem very bug like. Do they fly? Were we getting that? Yeah, oh, I, I didn't get that. I heard swarm, swarm sure. so I was yeah. imagining, you know, like a flying insect. Oh, I feel like when Maybe. I hear swarm now, I think of zerglings. So I assume they can't fly. <laughs> could could yeah. have been. Uh, yeah. They might not fly. It doesn't matter. Uh, so the queen should be in the middle. And I guess if like the queen dies, they'll just all go away like bees. <laughs> they'll just all go. <laughs> so Jarvin suggests that he and some soldiers wait in even more. Let the swarm come and attack the queen in the middle. And then the story ends. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So on this one, <laughs> the plan, and it's not even, to your point, like it's not even as simple as like you kill the queen and they'll disperse. It's just like the queen is issuing commands to the collective mm. so they can organize really easily. And when you kill the queen, they'll be disoriented. But they won't. You still have to fight your way out of them. <laughs> There's still a sure. swarm of fucking people there, disorganized or though they may creatures. be. Uh, yeah, creatures. And yeah, it's it's weird. Like I feel like this story was supposed to set Jarvan up to be like a a lead from in front type of leader. Like, you know, if I'm not willing to get in there, then why will my people? Which, sure, admirable, but you're not like a Darius where if you die, (laughs) someone strong is just going to take your place. Like, you're you're like the only heir to the king of of a kingdom, which is very, like, there's a hierarchy here. Like, Someone's not just going to rise to power in your absence. Like, it all kind of falls apart. <laughs> As it should. Sure. Well, well, if he leaves, the council takes over, and they're very anti-mage, so you don't <laughs> want that either. I would, yeah. I would like to see, yeah, have one of his lieutenants actually pose more of an, op, like, an objection. They kind of are like, oh, it's a, that's a suicide mission. That's, or, like, it's a near-suicide mission. But he's like, I'm going to do it. And they say, okay. Um, I get that there's a hierarchy, but to see someone really kind of buck against that and bring up more like valid points like you're kind of saying here and just to see how he handles that right as a character yeah that'd be interesting to see and see him like fight against his his need to lead by example sure. uh and see that clash up against his need to lead the kingdom when his dad dies like, i yeah. think one thing that would immediately make it more interesting is if Garen was there. And I think that's the first time in my life I ever thought Garen would make a situation more I think interesting. That's the first time anyone's ever thought that. <laughs> Just because Garen, I guess he leads a different army than Jarvan. It's all very confusing. He's like the elite guard. Yes. But guard. It, it could be reasonable that Jarvan is there with his own men. I shouldn't say men, people. And yeah, I don't think Garen would let him do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to to that point it is weird like what what threat is a high enough level threat that the prince is gonna go out as the general to oversee it 
but it isn't a mm-hmm. high enough level threat that they're going to send the Dauntless Vanguard out. Like, what yeah. What exactly is the level that Jarvan yeah. would be leading the charge on? I'm so confused. Sure, I don't yeah. understand. I mean, I think the other issue is that this is a ma- this the story is very short. You guys can't mm-hmm. emphasize it enough, right? It's It doesn't have the, <laughs> the space, doesn't have the time to answer these questions, which I think it, it certainly could, and that could make it more interesting. I certainly agree. Throw Garen in the mix. You know, have it have that come up and then have Jaren... Jaren, that's their that's their celebrity <laughs> that's couple their name. That's their ship name. <laughs> have Jarvan like fail because I think what we'll see in these other stories is that Jarvan is on a downward trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. So have him come mm-hmm. up against that responsibility and fail and still continue in a a bad move, right? That's the other thing too is like what happened in his bio is that he took a, he he went against the advice of people and made a bad move and you know it was you would think like almost dying it talks about him being near fatally wounded and like yeah. everyone under his command we assume died or was captured like that would maybe make you more risk averse right or, or yeah. yeah like what was the point of know. that happening yeah. if he wasn't if he, he didn't, didn't learn, learn anything yeah he didn't it. change from it he even had yeah. a moment where he felt like bad he felt awful that he had like failed Demacia yeah. in had this a, way yeah. and then he didn't change at all you know, I would say also he oh. could you could still have him that could imagine that like just redouble makes him redouble his efforts to prove himself and whatever right fine mm-hmm. I'm fine with someone accelerating into disaster um, <laughs> but I just need to understand where he's at mentally because I have no idea that's the biggest problem I think is I have no idea what Jarvin is do, feels about any of this right who knows it makes me sad yeah. <laughs> makes me feel sad <laughs> anyway all right. Now, the other part that Jarvan, or the other story that Jarvan is a part of is Aftermath, which is um, mostly a Sinjao story, but, you know, Jarvan factors pretty heavily into yeah, it. He's yeah, he's a massive part of the story. And as the name would imply, this is directly in the aftermath of the Mage Rebellion where Jarvan III was murdered. Mm-hmm. I don't have notes on this one. Uh, I we could probably don't, go through it, though. But I, yeah, I was going to say, the thing about it, looks like you said, it's a, it's a Xinjiao story more than anything a lot of it's about him and his feeling failure because he was supposed to guard j3 and he did not um and dealing with and it's like it's like immediately after he's still like bloodied and bruised and like his she hasn't even bathed he's he's still this is so recent um anyway so he is going to go find tiana crown guard and we don't know why exactly um but he is not he's not looking forward to it uh but he ends up running into Jarvan and Jarvan is kind of uh, angrily practicing in their sort of practice gym with a training dummy just going kind of wild and Jarvan kind of forces Shinjao to start dueling him and at this and while they're doing this you know Jarvan's obviously going he's going through a thing right his dad just died um, <laughs> and he is kind of demanding to know why was Shinjao not there when uh, J3 was killed and as this is going on in the story we're seeing these interjections of interactions with, between Shinjao and um Jarvan the Third, and we see that Jarvan the Third was pinning some letter that he then commanded Shinjao to leave and go deliver. Like, no matter what, you have to go deliver this, and you have to deliver it to the head of the Mage Seekers. Talking about how this is something that he should have done a long time ago. He actually echoes his quote from the the comic about how these enemies we are facing now are ones we've created. And essentially, what we learn is that he had commanded the Mage. It was a command directly from him to order the Mage Seekers to stop all arrests, to co- put the complete kibosh on it. Right. And recognizing that that needs to stop, right? But of course, he died. Chin Zhao got distracted during the the day of, and so in the aftermath, uh, 
Shin Zhao is comforting Jarvan. He's kind of like an uncle to him. We, we kind of see that, that growing up, Jarvan just saw him as an uncle and refers to him directly as that. They, they get their composure. They have a little breakdown, and they both kind <laughs> of they hug and cry it out, literally. Um, <laughs> but then they kind of re- right? And then at this point, Jin, Shin Zhao has told Jarvan what the deal is, that, oh, I was meant to deliver this letter. Didn't tell him the contents of it, just this, I was meant to deliver this letter, and that's what happened. And as they're going to go meet the council, Jarvan asks for the letter, reads it, and then orders Shin Zhao to destroy it. And then... It's it's I, the the ending is is pretty impactful where he Jar, Jarvan goes into the council. Shin Zhao is like contemplating what he's about to do in response to this order. Um, and there's Jarvan. He's got Tiana on one side. He's got the Mage Seeker on the other. And they're all just kind of stone faced, like staring at him. And Shin Zhao throws the note in the fireplace and goes to take Jarvan's side. As they continue, they they go on to do what needs to be done, whatever that might be. Does that hit it all? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. I think so. Another thing I've known here was that um, I guess Shin Zhao had made a vow. Oh yes, I forgot that about once, that. Once, if he failed Jarvan or, or whatever, or when Jarvan the Third died, he would also die, and that's why he was trying to find yeah. Tiana in the beginning. Because I guess he had made that vow with Tiana, and that's what made me a little sus about her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about how she had ta- either talked him into this vow, or I don't really know. I, yeah, I think it was just something. Something that he did when he kind of joined the guard. Be, be a like, bit of a drama queen. Yeah. I swear I will. <laughs> and honestly, this is probably something that any of his guards may have had to a lesser extent, but they may have been less willing to actually mm, take their life. Yeah. That is true. He, he, was, he was like down and ready. Yeah. Jarvan the Fourth, though, did talk him out of it and be like, hey, actually, you swear yourself to Demacia, not just my father. So buck up. Yeah. Which is a so one of the J3 quotes here that I like too. Um, when he was trying to get Sinjao to deliver the letter, was like, you have to deliver this. And he was like, no, I've got to protect you. And he's like, your duty is to Demacia. He's like, you're the king. You are Demacia. He's like, no, Demacia is greater than any mm. king. Like, you have to protect the kingdom. Yeah. J3, J3 uh, comes off great in this, by the way, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you do get a lot of, like, the, the too little, too late, but it's yeah. kind of like the the recognition like it's not like he was signing this under the misconception that like all right this will this will fix things like he understood like god i fucked up yeah so yeah. bad yeah and- it was different than his ear in that way because his ear never acknowledged like hey maybe i should have freed my enslaved friend like he never had that yeah. moment but jarvin yeah. the third had this moment of like i should not have fucking done this we really messed yeah. up we, we we screwed it up on this one <laughs> and you also get a little bit more about what kind of went into it too like the the council having like so much power in the kingdom and kind of like always having his ear and like them having like the really good argument because you know they did lose a lot to mages which is why they probably had a lot of public support behind this in the first place and like you can see how they could be swayed by like really convincing people to to do this really shitty thing but then like understanding at the end like oh no this uh, i i I screwed the pooch on this one guys (laughs) it's very brief interactions but it's they they're written very there's a lot of human you know there's a lot of like you know shin is looking at him he's just like he just looks old and tired and just like the like just describe even and then kind of at the same time shin kind of reflecting on himself and how he has you know aged through all this i don't know it's just it, it i thought it was pretty effective and that that twist in your gut when 
you can just see that turn coming for Jarvan, and he, he has him destroy that fucking letter, man. I, I really, I thought it really was impactful. I really liked that's like the the little spark yeah. of like, ooh, Jarvan's kind of interesting. I want to see this. Yes. Right? Yes. You you saw something of a personality in this story for sure. Not you know, not a happy one, yeah. but still there. I am curious about Shivana in this instance then, because he J four really had a moment where he was like yeah and and the mages killed my father like he seems very much anti-mage now more than he ever was so how does is he like done with you know it's a really good question because in his little bit in the lux comics which you know we don't need to get into too much but it it seems like oh he had a thing for her right but she's not around anymore i don't know why i looked through her lore i didn't find anything that said like this is Hmm. something that happened maybe that's to be written later but uh I don't know. It's it's a great question because it seems like such like they had a really they went through a whole thing together, right? Like they grew and and grew closer and like she saved his life. He, you know, they had to face this big thing. You would imagine she would be it's like if twisted it's like a twist of fate and graves like just we're just missing, right? You know what I'm saying? If one of them just wasn't yeah. around for some reason. Mhm. Yeah. Uh overall I loved this story. Yeah, it's really if good. If you're only going to read one Jarvan story. Read the Jarvan story that's not the Jarvan Yeah. Story. Is it on Jinjao's page? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's oh, on Jinjao's page, so yeah. you, can, you can get yeah. there. Yeah, it's it's the best one. It's the only one you need. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you get to see the aftermath of the Mage Revolt. You see like a downtrodden Sinjao who is just following orders, but still feels personally responsible for Jarvan's death. You see like a grieving son struggling to know what to do with all this rage and sadness that's been pent up, and then finding wisdom enough to see the truth you know that this wasn't Sinjao's fault but also still being impacted enough by it to uh, undo all the progress that his father was about to make and you get to see like a castle in turmoil coming together to try and move forward in the aftermath of tragedy that's <laughs> there's a lot here yeah. that was very good and then after this canonically I assume Jarvan went on vacation because <laughs> The mist cool came. <laughs> Him and Garen had to... And he wasn't even fucking there. Okay, so look, I know we're not going to get into, like, the comics, but I do love... Jarvan, like, has a bunch of tragic shit happen off screen, right? I love that... So they're conspiring to get him married to Lux, and she leaves him standing at the altar, and I just... I just love, like, this... I have this image in my head of him just standing there, like... Like, huh, okay. On top of everything, <laughs> now this. It's fun. Oh, no, it's really funny to me. Sad Jarvan. I'd be... I'd be so bummed if Lux left me at the altar. <laughs> but yeah. But I, I'm honestly curious too, because like the entire reason they were going to marry Lux off to Jarvan was that they knew it was inevitable that people were going to figure out about Lux. And they figured, well, if he's if she's married to Jarvan, then no one can touch her. But I'm legitimately curious now, like what would Jarvan do? Yeah. He seems pretty pissed off. <laughs> Yeah, based on the comics alone, I was kind of assuming that Jarvan was cooler than this, and they knew that Jarvan would be okay with Lux being a mage. Yeah. But after that uh, Xin Zhao story, not so much. Well, in that story, Xin Zhao is taken aback. He is surprised because you know he's having this little back yes. and forth, and Jarvan's like, well, we, they should be executed. And he's like, I don't think your your dad would have thought that, right? I mean, obviously, he knows exactly <laughs> why. Um, but he's like, he even <laughs> yeah. says like he had known him to be uh, sympathetic. To the mages beforehand mm-hmm. right so i mean obviously you've just got someone who's been radicalized through traumatic events which you know 
I, I don't, don't get me wrong, see it happen. Um, uh, but I would like to have Shivana around to see, because I feel like if there was one person who could, you know, course correct him, it would be her, right? Yeah, or the idea of Shivana coming back in some way yeah. and him running into her again. That I think that would uh, be a little conflicting for him. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Shivana, <laughs> so Jarvan obviously plays a part in, in her bio too, uh, where I, I feel like honestly we... I learned more about Jarvan from Shivana's bio than <laughs> Jarvan's bio. Like, I guess I learned more about his history from Jarvan's bio, but I learned more about his personality from Shivana's bio. Um, but yeah, we just uh, in the version we have now, he's kind of like a, at that at that castle battle. He's like a general who's commanding a garrison of trained soldiers, and they all work together to to defeat the the attacking dragon Eva. Um, Eva. Eva. <laughs> In the the previous version, the people at that castle, like, they weren't soldiers. It was just a town, and he had to kind of, like, rally the townsfolk and, like, teach them how to fight and, like, put together this strategy to, like, use petricide arrows to kind of cut down on the dragon's power. And then in the end, fucking Shavana rips out her mother's heart with her bare hands <laughs> in not dragon form, Damn. which was metal as hell. Yeah. <laughs> The fight in this version ends so anticlimactically. It's just yeah. like, oh yeah, they're fighting in the sky, and then like Shivana breaks her mother's neck on like a garrison somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fucking lame She's as victorious. hell. <laughs> well, isn't it weird? Isn't it also that they have like a moment where Shivana is like going to leave? She's going. She's not. Did not set up there with the plans to fight her mother. She was going to run away, and her and Jarvan have a an interaction, and he commits to fight with her, and that kind of steals her. Like they, they, you know, they have a moment, right? Yeah. They don't have a moment anymore. Yeah, and he, you know, you're you're Demacian. <laughs> we're always gonna be together, and yeah, like, yeah. So, it doesn't I... exist necessarily anymore. But huh? It's yeah, it's weird. It makes me. Uh, I was just gonna say, it makes me wonder if they decided they want to go with the the kind of turn that we've seen in Jarvan and Shivana is just like too catastrophic to that. So they're trying to figure out what to do with it, and so it's just in limbo. <laughs> but I guess who knows. Uh, now he's also he also shows up in what once sailed free, which is that other Sinjao story we were talking about, where Jarvan is just kind of a, a child, and this kind of takes place at in the battle where um, Sinjao was part of a Noxian uh, army that was attacking a, a Demacian area, and they were routed basically, and instead of <laughs> Instead of killing the remaining enemies, uh, Jarvan Three had them all rounded up and brought them into his tent and basically freed them. He's like, hey, you're all free men. You don't have to go back to Noxus. Here's enough money for, like, a week's travel. Like, go reinvent yourself, basically. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Tiana, at that point, was actually the head of the Crown Guard. And so she was in the tent with, with Jarvan Third and... Sinjao was like, man, this is a cool deal. I want to join this <laughs> instead of Noxus. Like, this is, I mean, he wasn't technically part of, like, he wasn't on the Noxian army by choice. He was kind of kidnapped, joined the fighting pits, and then conscripted. But he's like, I want to be part of Demacia now. And Tiana wasn't having it. <laughs> and Jarvan was like, well, I mean, how can you prove that you're ready for this? So he, like, knocked Tiana down to the ground, took out her guards, like, not, like, killed, but, like, yeah. disabled, and then, like, held a th- spirit jarvin the third's throat and then like put the spear down and was like you know <laughs> and 
And Tiana took that personally. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So she made him swear to kill himself if Jarvan III ever died. Uh, Jarvan dug it, though, so he allowed him in, and and Jarvan IV was there the whole time kind of watching, and Jarvan III turned over to Jarvan the fourth and was like, God, there's two right. Jarvins. Lil J. Lil J. How about Jarvi? Jarvi. Uh, uh, basically, it was just like, see, Jarvi, this is, <laughs> you know, Demacia's welcoming. Like, you need to give people a chance, which is a very formative moment, I think, probably. And then it until all it was gets undone. Yeah. <laughs> I will say also, Tiana uh, has, she kind of has Xin Zhao jumped and she kind of gets her, her, a bunch of Demacia and like other soldiers and like, hey, if you ever fuck around, I want to fucking kill you. And then that's when that, yeah. that oh. will, uh, sw- he swears like, yeah, you can kill me if I ever, if he ever dies. Um, mm, you know what else I'll okay. say also is that, um, like, Xin Zhao's like kind of, the way he sees Demacians and th- their behavior following that, that battle, like, is like the best ever description of why someone would be like like Demacia. I feel like through his eyes, Demacia makes it's like I get it. I can see why someone like him would love this. I feel like I don't know. It's interesting to me. Yeah, it was kind of like fighting for because it was fighting for a purpose. That was like a big thing for him. Yeah. Like we're not fighting for expansionism or for personal glory. Like you're fighting for like to protect your brothers in arms, and you're fighting for. For honor, yeah, and even in the aftermath, uh, he's like surprised that they didn't just kill him. Like they're asking him questions and just like feeding him, and he's he's just like, I, wow, <laughs> like they all came together, like <laughs> they're helping each other. It's like holy shit, I get it. But I don't know, I kind of liked it. It's it's funny to me that I want to get inside Jarvin's head, but I've been inside Shin Zhao's head most of this fucking adventure, frankly. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, other places he's mentioned are the First Shield novella. We don't learn a whole lot new here. We basically just learn that. The council is now making all sorts of decisions all willy-nilly without mm-hmm. Jarvan. Uh, the king would normally have to approve all the decisions they're making, but Jarvan the Four, Jarvan the Fourth <laughs> ain't king. And he's also, uh, he's basically just hunting Silas full-time now because he wants to bring him to justice, so he's not really around mm-hmm. to say shit to the council, so they're just doing what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiana also mentions that the mage seekers are seeking more power, within Demacia and Jarvan in his current state seems very inclined to give it to them, especially since he's distracted with his hunt, which is part of the reason why Garen wants to bring Siles to justice too, just to basically get his friend back. Like, Hey man, come mm-hmm. on back. <laughs> Be cool. Yeah. I would love to see a little interaction with them in this current state. I would like they had that in that little novella maybe or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because Garen's kind of, I don't, I don't know if he was swaying the other way on mages, but he certainly let them all go. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> because his sister was there. I, I, I think he's. I mean, he's. You see it at kind of the end of the Lux comic that there is there is certainly a divergence in him and Jarvan, you know, and even just how they're drawn, mm-hmm. right? Like with Jarvan having his back to him, and it's just, you know, I'd like to see more of that relationship develop. I guess I don't know. Um, those are the only real ones that he's in like he's mentioned in the despoiler of Havenfall because you know young uh, young Jonath was on his way to warn King Jarvan of the harrowing when mm. he was met his unt- untimely demise <laughs> uh, we also learn in Demacia Needs Heroes that Jarvan the fourth is not what Quinn expected and that is it 
All right. So You're let's welcome. move on to the most important part of Jar- Jarvin's lore, and it's the Journal of Justice. <laughs> well, we've got some... <laughs> or his old lore. <laughs> we technically have uh, some... Let's see. I want to see if I had any... Real quick, uh, the author for those pieces, by the way, uh, Rayla Hyde did the bio and the oh, Ivory, Ebony, and Jasper, and uh, Anthony reynolds Lenay did Aftermath. I don't know about the Xinjiang bio. Thank yep. you. <laughs> I wrote them down and I forgot. Well, we got into yeah. it, you know. And just a touch... Yeah, we got very into it. Uh, so just to touch a bit on, you know, more canon Jarvin before we hop into the old stuff. Um, we touched a bit on the Lux comics. Um just to, just to go over kind of Jarvin's role in this, other than the whole marriage off thing, uh, at the <laughs> uprising, Jarvin does go out to meet Silas head on. Uh, Silas uses the magic stored in the Petrosite, which is apparently Kale and Morgana's magic, specifically the one that Silas used, but we'll get to that later, I guess. Uh, and uh, Silas wins, drags Jarvin to meet his father, where he plans on making some demands, but Jarvin III is already dead when he gets there. Uh, Silas is as confused as anyone, but drags Jarvan the Fourth out to the other mages to answer for being complicit in his father's crimes against mages. Jarvan tries the tried and true, nah, I get what it's like, my friend is a mage defense. It doesn't work, but he gets rescued and starts a much stricter campaign against the mages like a dick. I'm loving this visual of Silas like grabbing J4 and being like, now I'm going to drag you to hang with your dad. Shit. Shit, someone fucking killed him. (laughs) Never mind. Let's go this way. (laughs) That is pretty funny. You know what else I'll say? (laughs) Speaking of Jarvin being lonely, um, early in the first or second issue, him and Garen are sparring. And he's talking about like, oh, I hear you looking to get married. And Jarvin's like, yeah, but I want to marry someone who you know loves me for me and not because I'm a prince. I just love this idea of this like lonely, only Jarvin. He's like, oh, they only want to marry the prince. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's very Cinderella. <laughs> she loves me for me. That's what ran through my head when <laughs> I was because I'm next in line of succession. <laughs> oh man. Oh, poor Jarvan. Uh, yeah. Alright. Old lore time. <clears throat> woo 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 woo. Okay. Woo, woo. So his bio. He was super anti Noxian led a bunch of campaigns against them, uh, was captured by Swain, but was eventually rescued by Garen and the Dauntless Vanguard. Those close to him said it forever changed him, though, and he never looked at you anymore, just threw you to something only he could see. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, calm down. (laughs) uh, uh, Then he just randomly handpicked 12 soldiers and disappeared, hunting dangerous beasts and bandits as atonement, uh, and then went south of the Great Barrier and disappeared for two years before randomly reappearing again to great fanfare with only two of the 12 original soldiers surviving. (laughs) Um, In the final sentence of his original bio, in a tone as cold and steady as steel, he swore to bring the enemies of Demacia to their knees. Yeah. Yeah. I was really disappointed. Nothing about about it. I read through this shit. I was so mad that the the one that I went through and read. Yeah. I got blue balled. I feel like, yeah, I was just going to say, this is like edging. Like, <laughs> Oh, no, they ruined my lead. Uh, I'm so can you Can you put it in the sentence at the end for me anyway? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. In a tone as cold and steady as steel, he swore to bring the enemies of Demacia to their knees by fighting on the fields of justice in the League of now Legends. Now spit on me. <laughs> 
<laughs> thank you, Daddy. No, thank you. Thank you for fixing that. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so you mentioned. So now, now we know both Mark's and my fetishes, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you mentioned you read through the Journal of Justice. Did you want to do the the because re- it's a lot of work to read through all that bullshit. Did it's you want to? Did you want to make it worth <laughs> like, your time by doing the the, the recap or? Uh... Sure, you you fill in um, okay. where I fuck up. You use your tome keeper. You got to train me up. But yeah, so. This is like a really long-running storyline because I think a lot of it was done in prep for the release of, of Crystal Scar and Dominion. That was the big thing at yeah. the time. Oh, my God. A new league map. A new league mode. It's fast. It's fun. <laughs> it's Dominion. It's Dominion. <laughs> um, so the, the setup is is that they discover some really powerful shit in a place called Kalmanda. Is that the name of it? Correct? Yeah. Kalamanda. Kalamanda. Thank you. Um, and they eventually discovered that there are two nexuses, nexi, and and what we remember <laughs> from other previous, you know, art like other previous episodes is that nexuses, nexi, are like they're like things. They exist in places and they are super magical and they like even emit kind of like quasi radiation like type. So big to do. Gets your and alcohol a, nice and potent. <laughs> yes, Gragas, that's where it's get, from. Thank you. You get five rads per second if you stand too close to it. <laughs> drinking that toilet water but um <laughs> so i think it's also that it was on the border between noxus and Damasia. is that correct so there was a big dispute over right. who was going to have mining rights to kalamanda um and it seemed like it was going to go in the way in uh, Damasia's favor when a big scandal a prisoner comes out like there was some murder and swain kind of crashes the the signing with like haha we've got this Damasian prisoner and he'll say that he was ordered by prince jarvin the fourth to commit these murders and frame noxus so that we wouldn't get our mining rights it's very like it's very star wars prequels almost yes <laughs> I love um, just learning about all these politics. Thank you. More George like, Lucas. Yeah, it's like Barty Crouch Jr. And then <laughs> everything goes nuts, right? He's my favorite Star Wars character. Think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things are accelerating. And then like a series of massive events happen. Borum Dark Will, who was still the Noxian Emperor back in the old day, is assassinated. Um what else happens they find that like though the prisoner who was testifying against jarvin is killed like there's all these assassinations um okay this is where it gets a little fuzzy there's all these assassinations um and then eventually there is like open conflict remember the institute of war league of legends open conflict is like the biggest thing you don't do between demacian forces and noxy and and noxians uh jarvin and swain actually fighting um and the the Institute of War comes in and actually like stops everyone. They cast a big old bard ult on everybody. Everybody's in stasis. <laughs> now here's where we pause because this is where things get fucking wild. All right, is it in the Journal of Justice? They release an image. It's like, ooh, on the scene of the battle, here's Jarvan in a combat pose fighting against Swain, and in Swain's bird form armor, there's a reflection, and it's not Jarvan the Fourth. It's LeBlanc showing up in the reflection. Hmm. Now the, the eventual fallout of all well, of this uh- is that. Sorry, go ahead. Ask questions. No, I'm just... So so Jarvin wasn't there the whole time? Jarvin's, like, hanging out somewhere else? Yeah, Jarvin actually goes missing immediately after this. Yeah, Yeah, he goes missing immediately after this. Yo, Um, I can't fucking wait to get to LeBlanc. I'm so excited. She seems cool as shit, she's fucking wild. She's like the linchpin of everything ever in League. Right? It's like everything's LeBlanc's fault. (laughs) Honestly. Um, So he goes missing for a little bit. He shows back up, and when he does, he shows up with two prisoners in hand, but he's very, like... 
he's distant. He doesn't like Gar- Garen goes to like, oh hey Jarvin, it's been a while. You've been fucking missing. What happened? Uh, and Jarvin's like, hey, back off, stay back. This is like official crown business. Doesn't go to greet him or anything. And he eventually shows up with Katarina. Is that right? Yeah. And they present this massive conspiracy evidence. Think like Charlie Day in like Always Sunny <laughs> with that silk like <laughs> Carol. <laughs> None of these people exist, um, which is actually what happens as a part of that conspiracy, by the way, is there's a bunch of people who don't exist. It's all been leveraged to create this conspiracy that involves Demacia and Noxus being brought into conflict, and it's all been orchestrated by Bum Bum Bum, the Summoners, and the Institute of War. So there's massive fallout. It, it, it's like, this is like the end of the Journal of Justice, by the way. Like, that's the... like. Yeah, right? Yeah, like summoners are getting that the arrested. The Journal of Justice was being used to pass secret codes to the people who <laughs> were yeah. So what was the point of the slut shaming Jana episodes of the Journal of Justice? You know, that was they them were saying that codes. there's Demacian forces in <laughs> in the Argent Mountains, okay? It was a very complicated situation. <laughs> Swain was like, look, man, it's fucking wild. I will say, if you're at all interested in that old lore, this is like the big thing they did because they killed the Journal of Justice as a part of this. It's fucking wild, right? And I think the, the kind of common theory at the end of all of it was that Jarvin, as we knew him in the League, was like just LeBlanc at that point. He had been captured and replaced, and they were just leveraging his likeness to further their machinations. Does that sound all right to you, John? Yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong? Did I miss anything? Yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's pretty it. And then, additionally, I mean, part of what helped this theory move forward is that after the league had casted this giant stasis over Kalamanda and like removed all the combatants one at a time, um, they were like, "Hey, I mean, we've got these two nexuses here. Let's just turn this into a new field of justice." <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. When they had all that documentation, that was like the league's been manipulating this the whole time. Like, well, it's not a good look, <laughs> league that you yeah. just turn this into a new field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, it's kind of wild, honestly. The the thing also is like this spans maybe at least half the issues in the Journal of Justice. Would you say like the, the storyline is planted very early on, and every issue develops it. Um, yeah. And Swain, at every step of the way, is pointing fingers at Demacia every chance he gets. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of this, completely unrelated probably, uh, (laughs) Swain takes over Noxus. Yeah, I guess that's the other thing. Borm Darkle is assassinated and Swain takes over like two issues later. Right? (laughs) It's nuts. And then in his... uh, Borm's nephew or son, was it? Um, Maybe. I don't remember the details. To a duel and basically just I mean, he had, like, that move at the time where he would just, like, root you. He just, like, rooted him and then was like, Darius, come kill this guy. <laughs> so oh, man. That's actually kind of dope. Him. <laughs> what? He's that's like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I hope he does that in his current lore because I actually kind of like that. It, like, if he does that to some general or something, that's kind of, that's a pretty slick maneuver, frankly. Yeah. Man. Huh. Yeah. And then also Jarvin's judgment is pretty fucking wild, too, because... Oh, yeah. Holy shit. I was going to say, so Jarvin's getting a judgment. He's, he's going to go get a judgment. And as we're kind of ending the first little section of the judgment, we realize, like, oh, fuck. It's, it's like, it's like he's, he's come for his judgment, blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, starting to get really mean and, like, nasty about Jarvin. It's, like, just... Like, it's, like, a paragraph of its insults. And it, we realize, like, oh, fuck. 
Swain's here. This is Swain who's giving him the quote unquote <laughs> judgment and essentially tries to kill him. He tries to assassinate him as part of the judgment, right? And make it look like an accident. Like, oh, a novice summoner fucked up the judgment and killed the crown prince of Demacia. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. And I, I think, I mean, I haven't read all of them. I don't remember, but like, all, you know, all of them are kind of like, oh, you're, you're brought to this. They like summon images from your memories to like make you think you're in all this danger and everything. But like this one was legit. Just Swain broke into the Institute and straight up tried to murder Jarvin. And then like right when they're about to kill each other, basically a high level summoner comes in and is like, hey, what the fuck? And just kind of like waves her wrist and like throws them away from each other and suspends them in the air like they're fucking children. God, Summoner's yeah, so like a high, in like this. A, a school teacher <laughs> breaking up a fight. Like, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, and basically I, tells them like, hey, Swain, don't be a dick. Uh, Jarvin, you know. Welcome to the League of Legends. She basically says, Jarvin, you were obviously going to get in because of who your dad is. Like, this was never a question, but this whole situation sucked and neither of you are allowed to seek retribution for what happened here or you fucked. The fuck did Jarvin do? It's a zero tolerance school. (laughs) You fight back, you also get into... (laughs) Also, a lot of nepotism in the League of Legends. Didn't realize. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When, When we do get the parts that are through Jarvin's eyes, like, he's definitely like, more of a dick in the old lore like Mm. through his he's like definitely the stereotypical like i'm prince and you're all below my father will hear about this (laughs) (laughs) yeah honestly that's more interesting honestly (laughs) kind of right it'll be i think you know kiana's kind of like that i feel like so she might be kind of fun nice she'll be fun because she's ishtar um but the thing about this old lore (laughs) all all the annas i guess (laughs) yeah that's true but um, the thing about all this old lore that I find so interesting is like this was like like a big massive storyline, maybe the biggest one, like you were saying. And um, what's wild to me is that it kind of shows the whole problem with the Institute of War, which is like the only way to tell an interesting big story is to like de- destroy the Institute of War. Or, like, <laughs> like how do you even fight something that can you know bar it all to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. You have to destroy the entire like institution. That's the only way to tell a story, anyway. So. Yeah, and they tried really hard. They were like, oh, any number of things could have gone wrong, and then all the summoners would have died, and then all this would have died. Luckily, we got it all right. I'm like, yeah, of course you got it. And you're going to get it right if you have to do it again, too. Like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's never any danger here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, 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 you know, yeah, exactly, right? It's, it's you know, it's, it's just interesting. As I was reading, I was like, it's funny that this is the one thing I remember, and it's this. I kind of forgot that it ended the Journal of Justice with all that yeah, shit. Yeah, me too. I forgot <laughs> I was that like, that oh was the God. very... I forgot the Journal of Justice was in any way like implicated with this whole conspiracy until reread. <laughs> yeah, I kind of assumed it would just end like they used to have an issue and then they would just stop having issues. And it's like, oh, we decided to just stop doing the JOJ. Not like, oh, well, turns out it was a big old, you know, crazy spy network or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> wild, wild shit. Super wild. Um. All right. Is that it for... The past to Jarvin? I think so. That's all I got for I old so. stuff. All right. So yeah. take us Let's take us out of cinematics this. first. Okay. Sure, uh, I bet he's in some stuff. We'll start with the most important, Dominion. Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, where he is... Uh, <laughs> he's in it. He's pretty heavily featured. Can't keep in it fact. down. He, uh, he fights Misfortune, almost kills her. Uh, he stabs right through Malphite, which they were probably excited to have a character that you could just stab through without there being blood. That was probably exciting for them. Uh, He and Swain get into a huge 
cataclysmic fight. <laughs> I'm giving the thumbs up. Because of his alt. Oh. It's cataclysm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun joke. Uh, he uses it in the fight. Uh, until he gets Cassio alted and Lux has to rescue him. Uh, unfortunately for Jarvan, this cinematic ends super uh, anticlimactically for him. Because while the rest of his team gets one of those, like, jump-into-the-air action endings that Riot fucking loves to end all of their cinematics (laughs) on, uh, Jarvan's just standing on the ground capping a point, (laughs) which is (laughs) Dominion-speak for capturing one of the, uh, you know, the points. Jesus. So he was just standing there with his hand in the air (laughs) doing nothing. He was capping points. Fucking cap the point. That's funny. I wish I played more of Dominion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had my Just because I, I played so little of it. It's like, mm, I feel there that. was so little of it to play. <laughs> I would love if they brought, hey, I would love if they brought like that back in Twisted Tree Line for like a little featured game mode. Just once, just give everyone a little sampling of why no one, why no one right. plays it or played it. <laughs> we heard and we're listening. <laughs> now he's also part of the Telstone's King's Gambit cinematic. Uh, in this cinematic, Jarvin is playing Telstones. <laughs> Thank you. He's also part of. <laughs> uh, he's also part of Rise, which is one of the uh, world cinematics. Uh, in the final fight against Faker, Ambition is Jarvin the Fourth and uses a surprise flag and drag to catch Faker out after his rise teleport and lead Samsung Galaxy to the world championship. It's a pretty cool Solid. fight. Yeah, this is now, almost essentially is, a Jarvin cinematic. Yeah. <laughs> it, it matches the character so well. <laughs> it was. Uh, now, Jarvin is very popular in world cinematics. He was also in Road to the Cup, the 2013 world cinematics which is where they had a bunch of pro players fighting to get to the top of the huge pillar where the Summoner's Cup was, all kind of as their favorite champion. And Jarvan IV is being played by Fnatic Cyanide. Uh, Now, finally, he's also part of TakeOver, the 2020 World Cinematic, where there's like a nameless player fighting through a bunch of league champions played by pro teams that are referenced subtly accompanying the champions um, to make it to the championships. Jarvan IV is one of the only two champions in the video who we don't see just fucking destroy the player as <laughs> as far as we can tell he seems to catch a jarvin spear out of thin air with his bare hands before it gets to him hardcore yeah. man epic it's gamer hardcore. moment hardcore parkour <laughs> all right that's it for cinematics time for those alternate universes hop into some au actually one of the au's has a cinematic but i'll cover it then that's okay let's start with pool party Set in a summer setting, each champion's equipped with summertime clothing. And this one is Pool Party Jarvan. And he can fucking get it in this one. <laughs> Common thread for Pool Party skins. Come on. Mm. Look at the way he's lounging. <laughs> with that poro next to him. He does have a poro. Uh, for Jarvan, there's nothing more relaxing than hanging out at the beach. No kingdoms to run, no thrones to sit on, save for his favorite beach chair. <laughs> Just the sound of the waves and, if he listens closely, the faint whistle of a volleyball being spiked directly at him. Okay, I never really looked at this skin very closely, and I didn't realize that to replicate his armor, he's wearing two big arm floaties. They're like inflatable <laughs> arm floaties. Oh, that's very nice. Does that I make it better or swim. worse for you, in your opinion? Like, is that like, oh yeah, better. I love a man with a good float. <laughs> 
Oh, I yeah. love it. I love he's got safety, safety. First. Yeah, <laughs> safety in mind. <laughs> <laughs> I can't swim either, really, Jarvin. It's okay. Uh and for the record, that volleyball is being spiked by Syndra. Mm-hmm. Mm. But we didn't even talk about a volleyball. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, I did. No, yeah. You did? Yeah. <laughs> did I block you out? I'm sorry. I, what did you say? You were definitely looking at his... You, you were in the middle of telling us how hard he could get it when I was reading. <laughs> oh, okay. She's scoping okay. the floats. <laughs> you were. I was really, really distracted by the floats. And Daddy Donger is right next to him yeah, in this. Yeah, I get it. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> What's the next one? Commando. He's naked. No. <laughs> uh, this one is... <laughs> skin's so goofy. It is very goofy. This is Commando Jarvin. And the commando skin line doesn't have its own, you know, universe blurb. So the one for the skin is, yes, those are guns strapped to Jarvin's arms and legs. No, he can't shoot them. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Give him a Bayonetta skin and have him shoot guns on his fucking feet. Oh, Do it yeah. right. Cowards. <laughs> uh, we also have Dragon World. Twice did dragon fire consume the world. Twice from the embers were heroes born. Uh, the dragons came in two waves. The first attack was led by Dragon Knight Mordekaiser and was repelled by Dragon Slayer Pantheon, who used the dragon scales from that uh, kill to outfit other dragon slayers. And the second wave was led by Dragon Sorceress Zyra. And this one is Dragon Slayer Jarvan. All are accepted into the ranks of the dragon slayers, from the lowliest peasant to the mightiest king. For dragons would devour all equally. Jarvan the Fourth willingly gave up the throne to join his doomed countrymen and stand against the fury of monsters reborn. Hmm. This one feels a little rude. <laughs> <laughs> this is Shivano yeah, friendship. Mm, yeah. Yeah, right? I was going to say this one almost feels like it could be, uh, like it almost kind of sit in canon because he is kind of a. I guess yeah, he didn't he slay a dragon the dragon. Slayer. So is Shivana. <laughs> right? Yeah. She's a half dragon, yeah. so, you know. Mm. Uh, now we've got warring kingdoms uh, where rival empires vie for powers as they attempt to unify the lands while brave warriors and stoic generals test their skill against the greatest heroes of the era it is a time of war and a time of legends and this one is warring kingdoms Jarvan a fabled warrior of peerless might Jarvan the fourth strides across the warring kingdoms seeking only the worthiest opponents all other careless enough to face him are crushed without mercy. The earth erupting beneath his immeasurable strength. The Lubu skin. Huh? It was like, uh, it was fashioned after uh, Liu Bu. Oh. It was a uh, Yeah, a romance of the, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> romance of the Three Kingdoms stuff. You know, speaking about his ult, um, not really related to the skin stuff, but something I wish that they did kind of play with more is the fact that his ult causes a bunch of earth to pop up and that seems very Ionian to me and like I would love if that was something that like Shinjao like taught him or something like that oh, kind of yeah. in line with you know using the earth and, and then the land and shit be pretty neat there's this little side thing I was thinking about it <laughs> as you're talking about his his, his <laughs> the fiery shit popping up Let's see and next up we have Dark Star in the vast darkness of space are born terrible, beautiful things, cosmic creatures of sublime love, and the unknowable monstrosities of the Dark Star. These are the children of silent gods, and they are finally coming home. This one is Dark Star Jarvan. 
A mortal emperor unbound by the destruction of his world, Jarvan's essence has since been reforged by the ageless energies of deep space, his humanity and his people now lost forever. He stands ready to welcome the Dark Star incursion in the final subjugation of all existence. Whoa. Edgy. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, now he's part of Lunar Beast. So this one is set in the year 2057, where champions are chosen by lunar gods to entertain lunar beasts to ensure a prosperous new year. Uh, so each year, a mischievous lunar beast arrives in the mortal realm, drawn to the new year celebration. And each year, the corresponding lunar god selects a squad of chosen champions to lead the beast on a merry little chase to protect the city from the creature's playful rampage. Uh, the Lunar Parade is a beloved part of the New Year's festivities, and the Lunar Beast itself brings good luck once it has been lulled to rest by the squad's efforts. When a Lunar Beast is well-entertained and well-rested, it always signals a prosperous New Year. Uh, so this one has a cinematic called Save the Celebration, uh, where, you know... Annie accidentally gets candy juice on the magical gem that seems to power this town. Uh, and the beast eats the gem, getting big and powerful. And the heroes all fight it, but manage to defeat it without killing it and retrieve the gem. Which is a, it's a cute cinematic. Yeah. And Jarvin can be seen at the end taking selfies on his phone, which has a wild <laughs> rift case on it. I was going to ask if he was even in this one. I didn't... Cute. Good uh, shit, right? Yeah, he's one of the, he's one of the crew. <laughs> He does trap the monster in his cataclysm at one point. Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah. I guess I kind of forgot about Hmm. Maybe I need to rewatch this one then. This, I will say the skin, had he not trapped the monster in his cataclysm, I would not have been able to recognize that it was Jarvan. Mm. Yeah. Like, he's got one of those faces, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Now, he is also part of the World Championship skin line, which, as we talked about last time, is the one where all of the descriptions just kind of sound like a fashion show announcer oh, is reading them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is Victorious Jarvan. Victorious Jarvan was <laughs> awarded to players who reached gold or higher in the 2011 season. As the first Victorious skin ever released, Jarvan shines in silver armor with a flashy gold trim. Man, it's so good. That is such a great... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he has super long it. hair in this skin and i want to say about jarvin like looking at all his skins because i always do this when john goes through the au's he has a different face <laughs> in ever like a different a completely different man face in every skin yeah, yeah. he never it. looks I the same. It. like a very rough artistic design where they're like hey, what should <laughs> yeah. this guy look like and a, like a white man white dude <laughs> he has brown Vaguely hair attractive maybe to mm -hmm. some and uh i don't know maybe that that's it go go with it yeah I feel like Jace is going to be a lot like that, and oh, yeah. I bet you it'll be really good to swap their faces and see if you can figure out who's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I used to want to, um, like, just crop every female champion just to her face and see if anybody could tell who any of them were, because they sure. all have the same fucking oh, yeah. face. At least, just like, Katarina's got, like, a scar. <laughs> yeah, Katarina's got a scar. There's a few that would stand out, but, yeah. But anyway. no, yeah. Uh, now, he's also part of Hextech. Now at the forefront of science and art, Hextech has evolved from its rudimentary beginnings into a modern renaissance of intricate artificial life forms capable of free will. Skilled artificers lead the medium into a bold new future, but what it will bring, none can say. And this one is Hextech Jarvan. The Hextech renaissance appealed not only to those with backgrounds in science, but also to those looking for an escape from their day-to-day -day lives. 
For the young Prince Jarvan, it presented the chance to enhance his martial skill with technology that would never have been accepted within his father's kingdom. Hmm. Is that like old I, lore, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty old, older looking. I feel like I'm yeah. looking at, like, at a set of octuplets, you know? Like, they're all brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not the same dude. <laughs> they're not, they're not quite. <laughs> uh, funny shit. <laughs> and now the final AU is Odyssey. Uh, from the heavily urbanized core worlds to the outermost edge of the galaxy, adventure awaits! <laughs> the great Damaxian Empire has laid claim to almost every inhabited system, ignoring the objections of the ancient Templar Order and the criminal syndicate alike. In pursuit of the wondrous bounty of Aura, this mysterious golden essence drawn from the vast majestic creatures that patrol the stars is the lifeblood of all civilization, but also promises untold power to those who can wield it for themselves. Now, a few important things to note about this AU. One... Jarvan does not have a skin for it. Oh my god, I was yeah. scrolling up and down like was... nine times. I was like, am I fucking high right now? Uh, in the lore, he is the king of the Damaxian Empire, whose homeworld was destroyed long ago. And Odyssey Kane is an ordinal, which in this world is one of the highest ranking military leaders in the intergalactic Damaxian Empire. And Jarvan is said to... Damaxian? It's, it's different than... Damaxian. <laughs> It's like Demacia and Noxian almost, right? Oh, my God. When they finally merge, that's what they'll be called. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he seems to send... Kane kind of seems like his his guy that he sends to do his dirty work so he can keep his hands clean. So Mm. what I'm learning, Riot, is that people can be a part of an AU without having skins attached to them. Mm. Uh Mm -hmm. Uh-oh, (laughs) uh-oh. Not that I'm thinking of anything in particular. It's in the works. It's coming down the pipe. <laughs> the VFX aren't right. The VFX aren't right. <laughs> Another oh, interesting thing about this skin line is I remember when I first saw the Odyssey trailer, I was like, oh, neat. It's like a Guardian of the Galaxy skin line. Uh, well, apparently, the short story for this, the lore, was written by Dan Abnett, who writes for Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. <laughs> really? That's funny. Damn, that's weird. Huh. I wonder if he did all those. Maybe that'd be interesting. Because that's the first Odyssey skin we've had, right? Is that right? I think there are two waves of Odyssey skins. They have that's, the original yeah, crew and then like the backup crew, basically. Mm. <laughs> the B team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, hmm. uh, now here's some fun facts for our boy Jarvan the Fourth. Hit me with him. He is voiced by Kyle Hebert who also did Graves, and in a surprise twist, pre-visual uh, update, Ezreal. Oh. Yeah, right? That's wild. Huh. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were watching Jarman a video today where we found out that like the Morgana voice actress also did Zoe, and I was like, that is, <laughs> that is also like a departure. It is unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> that is uh, range. Voice huh. actors are incredible. Tell you what. Hmm. Uh, uh, Jarvan's release was technically leaked a month early due to an artist who did Maokai's art spotlight having tabs open <laughs> with several champions open, including the unreleased Jarvan the Fourth and an unreleased Katarina skin that they were working on. <laughs> Classic. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the terrain created by Cataclysm is made of 24 minions to make sure that no one can squeeze through the wall. Oh. <laughs> 
So if they ever got rid of like the minion collision, they'd have to fix that. <laughs> like League is made of minions. It's literally it's minions all the way down. <laughs> Does that mean Jana can walk through it? Can she pass through minions? <laughs> I am curious how some of like the ghost like uh ghost blade interactions or shit like that mm-hmm. probably doesn't work. So no, probably would have fixed that. Fix it. <laughs> if Jana could just waltz through. Uh, <laughs> um, Jarvan Spear is named Drake Bane. And was crafted by Orlin, who also crafted Poppy's hammer. Mm. Oh, dope! Uh, he didn't do. He didn't do Gal. Who was Galio's guy? That was who was Galio's right? maker. Yeah, that yeah. Okay, sorry. There's too of many Doran? like Damascus crafters. Blade fame. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You yeah, may recognize me from my <laughs> from blade my and my ring and my shield. <laughs> yes, most of you buy one of me when you start the game. <laughs> Uh, Jarvan's great-grandfather, Jarvan I, was killed by Scion. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and I think my, we talked about my other uh, two fun facts, but yeah, his Warring Kingdom skin is a direct reference to the Eastern Han general uh, Liu Bu. Hmm. And Jarvan was arranged to marry Lux, but she never showed up. Wop, <laughs> wop, wow. Sad fucking Jarvan. He's, got, he's had a rough life. <laughs> Mostly the Man. last thing. <laughs> yeah, that was really what did it. <laughs> All right. Any uh, more Jarvan thoughts? I got one little thing. I got one little oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go um, for it. Do you remember, John, do you remember at the old Riot office, they would they had a PC Gamer article where they, like, this was like the, one of the first times Lee got like a big, like, oh, it's a spot in PC Gamer. They got like this, this, the cover, I think. Yeah. And that was when they, one of the first times they teased Jarvan. And they have that on the wiki. Someone got the actual text from it. And all I love was this. So Jarvan, uh, who was at the time being touted as a <laughs> champion type initiator support DPS, whatever the <laughs> fuck that means. <laughs> Um, but this little smack about him was like, Jarvan is the Damascian badass your mama warned you about. If champions look up to Garen for his righteous epicness, then Jarvan the Fourth is the one Garen looks up to. Uh, oh, <laughs> Fuck man. yeah, dog. You liked Garen. We have Garen on fucking speed. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to love Garen 2.0. <laughs> uh, his righteous oh, epicness. Man. I just love that little righteous bit. Righteous epicness. Fucking good. Fuck yeah. It really aged itself a little bit. <laughs> yeah. so I think there's another bit time. where it says, right, where they say, like, we want everything he does to feel epic. <laughs> it's like, awesome. Fuck yeah. My favorite thing is when you hit his W and he just gets that little shield kind of thing. Epic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should, it's wild reading that, too, around, like, the way his E was like potentially gonna work like it's supposed to like they had this cool idea of it impaling enemies and like oh and you could destroy it as like the the enemy team like all this shit that you know it doesn't do now and now it's like oh we got <laughs> this was old league they couldn't do any of that crap right but <laughs> bad aspirations i guess a lot yeah. of jarvin's kit probably felt really like like exciting i think about that sometimes like a champion who was first to do oh, something sure. like yeah. the flag and drag was probably a really big deal I his R when when he yeah, I was gonna say like the yeah. way his R was described especially like in the in the spotlight at the time <laughs> blew my mind as someone who <laughs> who was like new to league and didn't know a whole lot about the game I was like wait he can just trap you in this arena and you have to one v one him what the yeah. fuck 
And like, you know, looking at it now, like, no, not really. He put some terrain around and anyone outside the train can hit you and you can yeah. just roll out of it if you want. And now we have champions that literally Mordekaiser. actually trap you inside, like Mordekaiser yeah. or yeah. like, um, you know, Camille. But like Camille. at the time, the shit was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I had. I remember having that exact same feeling too. Of like, oh my god, he locks you. Like you said, he locks you in this duel. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> and now they, we're just like, they made whatever. It sound way cooler, <laughs> baby league players. Hey man, you know they they shot for the moon and they landed amongst the starving. Nope, uh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Do you want me to cut that? I'm keeping it in. Don't worry about Please. it. <laughs> uh, okay. That's all. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. That was all. All right. How about you, honey? Any thoughts? About uh, Jarvan, I know you have lots of thoughts. So many thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there's actually there. Oh, sorry, there is one other thing that I do need to point out. So, uh, Jarvan has Legends of Runeterra cards. He has a couple of cards around him, including uh, Jarvan the Third has a card. But the thing that's wild about this is that um, all of the lore that seems to be around him in Runeterra is not canon. It's like an alternate like timeline where instead of him getting lost going down to you know fight and whatever it's like he got kind of set up in a trap by leblanc and so there's all this weird shit happening and there's like a card there's like cytheria from the the garen novella has a card where it's like an alternate future if she became like a leader of those like silverwing riders the raptors or whatever um so it's yeah it's fucking weird there's all huh. this flavor and shit that is not canon and writers have tweets saying oh yeah this is just us exploring this other storyline but i wish they wouldn't do that that's all i'll <laughs> say is please don't do that it's fucking confusing <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man but yeah just like a big warning if you're trying to learn the lore through runeterra is that like that kind of crap is apparently in the mix <laughs> that's it because it was so easy to follow the lore otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. All right, I think that's it. We we finished Jarvin the Fourth. Yay! 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 <laughs> we post these on YouTube if you ever want to chat there. And also, because this this video doesn't have enough views, John wrote a parody song about Doctor Mundo, and it's called "The Mundo of My Memories," and it's very delightful. It's just us mourning old mundo i don't know i was thinking about it honey because you were singing another parody song and i'm like john you should just write more of those but anyway yeah. there's one of those on our youtube page. i sing it to myself it runs through my head sometimes legit like i'll just be doing other shit yeah it's like uh but yeah i it's highly really recommend it yes uh we also have a twitter we're at loreheads i just want to as, as a call oh. out if you're a singer and you want to do a cover of that so that it sounds good oh that'd be honey cool. Okay, oh. You're a lovely singer. Indeed. <laughs> and that's all. So uh, join us next week. <laughs> I'm pretty excited, actually. We're going to be talking about Grandmaster at Arms, Jax. Jax.